Hello friends, welcome to the podcast. I hope your day is treating you well. I am spending this quarter writing my book, which means that we are posting a few of my personal favorite episodes from the last year. This episode originally aired earlier this year, but I'm wondering if you got a chance to listen to it. If you're interested in the book, you can be one of the first people to know when it goes live by signing up for our newsletter list at clubenneagram.com. For now, thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello everyone, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are diving into six practical tips to building more self-confidence. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. So my rose for today is that I've been reading through my bookshelf. So we have kind of this like wall to floor bookshelf in our living room and Most of the books on there I have either read or they're my husband's, but there are so many books still that I have yet to get into. And as I'm reading more and more, I really wanted to focus on the books that I already own and reading those before I buy new ones. And I'm starting on the top shelf and moving my way down. And it is so motivating for me because I'm doing shelf at a time. And so I can watch it as it improves. And as I like kind of go through it, and maybe I've talked to you about this before, but it's hard to keep track of what things have been roses or buds or whatever, but it's really bringing me a lot of joy. I started a new book today and there's just nothing like starting a new book. It's such a good feeling. And now I feel like I'm making like visual progress and it's very satisfying. Like when I say this, I mean, like I read nine books in January, you know, last year when I started January, I, my goal was to read one book a month. And that has just dramatically changed in my life in a year. So it's been a really fun game for me. My bud right now is I talked to you guys about my office plants and their the state of affairs in, in regard to how they're doing, which is not very well. And one of you called in and left me a voicemail with a tip about an app called Planta, P-L-A-N-T-A. And I my bud is I'm really looking forward to downloading it and seeing what it recommends because apparently it gives you like basically everything you need to know. So really pumped about that. My thorn is that it's tax time. And as a business owner, taxes are not fun anymore. I remember when taxes were like really exciting because you would get money back and it was like this really cool thing. It's not like that right now. So it's not only like a very boring task, but it's also a very boring, tedious task that requires me to pay money. Not thrilled, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Those are, that's my rosebud and thorn for today. I should start with the thorn so that I can end with the rose. Maybe I'll I'll do that from now on because I just want to end on a good note, you know? Okay, let's get into our tips for confidence building. So the very first one is to kind of replace this idea of ultimate self-acceptance with self-respect. And the reason that this is, is something that I recommend is because it takes something that is 
kind of arbitrary and makes it actionable. So when we think about self-acceptance, it's like that's the destination, right? That that's what we hope we'll get to someday, sometime. Whereas self-respect is something that we can actively show ourselves on a day-to-day basis. And so when we're thinking about building out our confidence, we can think about Am I showing my myself respect in this moment? So, and self-respect goes into so many different things, right? Self-respect is how we treat our bodies. Self-respect is how we talk to ourselves. Self-respect is how we show up in a room. It's how we let other people treat us, right? If we respect ourselves, we treat ourselves well and we show up with confidence versus when we feel like we're supposed to just love ourselves for whoever we are, however we are, um, sometimes that only comes through the action of showing ourselves self-respect, right? And if we don't learn the self-respect piece, then it's kind of like we're playing pretend, like fake it till you make it kind of stuff, right? Like, okay, I'm putting on my confident pants and I'm going to walk in the room and I'm going to own my space. And as soon as someone says something that makes us feel bad about ourselves or reminds us of an insecurity we have, we kind of like shrivel up and we fade into the background versus when that happens saying like, if I respected myself, what would I do in this moment? Maybe I would walk away. Maybe I would say like, not cool, not a cool thing to do or say. Um, And so I think when we're talking building confidence, I really recommend like kind of creating that mantra in your mind. Am I respecting myself in this moment? And this is so helpful because it shows you where to set boundaries. It shows you how you like to eat, what feels good in your body. Um, it shows you who who treats you well and who doesn't treat you well pretty quickly, right? So that's number one. Number two is build self-trust. When we think about trust, it's kind of making sure that our words match our actions, right? So if we're trying to build self-trust because we're trying to create a healthy relationship to who we are, then we're going to want to make sure our words match our actions. And so that can happen in a couple of ways. Um, you know, we want to we want to make sure that if we set a goal for ourselves, that we follow through with that. Um, we If we say, okay, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m., we wake up at 6 a.m. because we promised ourselves that we would, and we're building out self-trust. It also means, you know, taking the idea from this is a thing that I will do someday to, okay, I'm putting some action behind that and actually making moves in that direction. Because again, if we're trying to build up confidence, we need to build up the belief that we are trustworthy and that we are... um, you know, someone worth that confidence. We have to show ourselves that, you know, we believe in who we are as people, right? If we continuously break our promises to ourselves and to others, then the the ability to really believe that we're worthy of good things, it goes down because we need um, evidence that we can be trusted with things. I'm not saying that your worth goes up and down, but your belief in your worth will go up and down, right? Like you are always worthy of good things, no matter what happens. And you can always start over. You can always try again. All of that is true, but your belief in your ability to handle the things that happen to you will go up as you continue to put in effort to build self-trust, right? Just like if you're building trust in a relationship, if you find that that person in that relationship continuously says, I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do the thing. I'll do the thing. And then they don't do the thing. 
eventually you're going to stop asking them, right? You're going to quit believing that they will show up for you and you're going to lose confidence in their ability to be in a partnership with you or to be in a good friend, right? Because that that's just what trust is, is, the belie- is building out um, confidence in the fact that your words will match your actions. And so that's what you need to do with yourself. If you're working on building confidence, start with self-trust. So self-respect, self-trust. Number three, this one's a little racy, um, but it's, I think, really important is spend more time naked. <laughs> if you can do this at home alone for like a full day, great. If you can just do this while you're doing your skincare, if you're someone who does skincare um, in the bathroom alone, also great. Whatever, whatever is like feasible with your lifestyle. Because here's the thing is that we are um, so disconnected from our bodies at this point in our life. And honestly, most of us, you know, when you're, before you do this, like, body positivity journey in in life, you might not even look at yourself in the mirror. I know there are people out there who maybe who are like me about, you know, 12 years ago before I started all of this work where I would like get dressed in the dark (laughs) and then, you know, I would look at my outfit, but I wouldn't really look at me. And there's an innate confidence that comes with just spending more time in your form, in your body, as you are, um, you get a lot more comfortable with the fact that like your body is just what it is, you know, like it is, we all have different ways of having a body. Bodies kind of move and shift and hang in different ways and have different, um, you know, scars and, and stories and elements to them that are really beautiful in, in whatever form they're in. And, Honestly, the more we look at things that, um, you know, just more that we look at anything, the more beautiful it becomes. And so it's kind of the same with our bodies. Like the more we look at it and the more we even like touch your stomach. I know a lot of people are scared to touch their stomach or to have someone else touch their stomach, but getting really cozy with these things that you feel uncomfortable with actually increases your confidence. Like it actually builds into um, your ability to wear clothes well, to feel confident in the way that things fit you, to be more at home in your body. All right, number four, be mindful of who you follow online and who you follow in real life. Um, You know, there's that famous I quote, or you you become like the five people you spend the most time with. And I think what we have to remember is that sometimes the people we spend the most time with are not people we know. Sometimes they're people we're following online whose content we're consistently ingesting. Um, so be aware of that. You know, who are you paying attention to? Who's paying attention? Who is speaking into your life? What messages are you internalizing on a regular basis? And are they things that feed your confidence? Are they things that are just dis- you know, kind of diminishing your confidence. And if there are things that are diminishing your confidence, why are they there? I think the other important thing to remember is that insecurities are contagious. We've talked about this before, I think on a past episode, but, um, you know, I did this series years and years ago called the insecurity series. And I went into all of the insecurities that I had in my life, and I photographed them as a self-portrait. I, If you don't know, in my past life, I was a photographer and I did these self-portrait series. And um, 
in that I went through and just really rooted to the source. You know, where did this insecurity come from? And most of them, actually all of them, I had adopted from someone else. Either it was something that they felt insecure about, or it was something that they said to me that, you know, created an insecurity in me, or it was something that they said about someone else that created an insecurity in me. But it was never really just because I felt I should be worried about it, right? It always came from an external source. And recognizing that, yeah, when we surround ourselves with people who are constantly criticizing themselves, constantly criticizing others, or constantly criticizing us, we internalize those things as things we should feel insecure about. And the other side of that is if we're constantly following people online who are criticizing other people or trying to sell you things that fix you, you know, that fix insecurities that you didn't even have before, um, you know, their marketing is all about selling you uh, a solution to a problem that you don't have. All of that is feeding your lack of self-worth versus following people who are saying like, hey, you're all right the way you are. Why don't you take a nap? Why don't you work on your act of self-love? Like, why don't you be more okay with yourself? That's the voice that I want to have in my life and I hope for you as well. For today's ad break, we actually get to take a break. If you want to just take a moment and unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take just a little bit of time for ourselves and Calm can help. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash egram, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every single week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash egram. Go to calm.com slash egram for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash egram. Thank you, Calm, for supporting the podcast. Number five is build intimacy with yourself and learn to enjoy time alone. There is something so important about um, having a healthy, loving relationship to who you are. And that does start with what we talked about before, self-respect, self-trust. But it also requires time, right? Giving yourself time to enjoy your own company And um, see that you're capable of doing the things you want to do in the world without other people, right? Like there's so much, and we talked about this yesterday in in the episode that I shared, but there's so much confidence built in showing yourself what you're capable of when no one else is around, that you're able to see just how brave you are, how confident you are, how capable you are on your own. And again, as we put ourselves into these difficult situations and we triumph over them, we're able to see, you know, we're able to believe 
in our own capability, therefore building into that confidence, right? If we show ourselves what we're capable of, confidence follows. And the same thing with just getting to know yourself and appreciating yourself for who you are, spending that time getting to know who you are and being okay with it and accepting it as it, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper, but accepting that that is also going to build in, um, this happy, healthy relationship to yourself. And therefore you will feel less, um, swayed by the opinions of other people around who you are. And the less swayed you are by other people, that is a signifier of your confidence, right? Okay. So let's get into that a little bit deeper with, with point six, which is work with your shadow, um, and learn to be okay with being human. So what that means is when we say shadow, I think it's kind of a new agey term, honestly, but it's really just talking about what, is it that you don't want to look at? You know, what are the parts of you that you feel shame about or you are uncomfortable talking about? What are the sad, sad parts or the painful parts or the angry parts of you? Um, you know, the more we can look at that stuff, the easier it is to take it in and just be like, oh, this is all me. And then be okay with the fact that you're just as human as the rest of us, right? Like we're all just kind of this amalgamation of light and dark and good and bad and in between. And we're all all right, right? We're all doing okay. And just taking it in and being like, yeah, that's me. Take it or leave it. Even to yourself, take it or leave it. Um, It's okay. You know, that is so important. And that's the reason that I put the open your eyes to blind spots piece in my book and in my um, formula in the honest method, because I think it's so important that we really assess ourselves honestly when it comes to growth, because true confidence isn't this like hiding the fact that we have shadow true confidence comes from knowing we have shadow and liking ourselves anyway. Um, so if you don't know, my book is called the honest Enneagram. You can get it, find it in the show notes. You can find it anywhere. You can buy books online. A lot of bookstores in person as well have them, but, um, I'm going to read a little bit to you from the book. So this is from the section introducing the concept of opening your eyes to your blind spots. So We all know someone who tries to pretend like they don't have anything to look at. You watch them complain about their life over and over again, and it seems so clear to you if they just changed X, Y, or Z, then they'd be fine. But most people are terrified to look at their darkness. I was speaking to a woman at the end of a conference a few weeks ago, and she said it's a monster in the closet situation. And she is so right. When we think it's so scary, so we freak out and we hide from it and we let it take up a ton of brain space while we are also quite frankly ignoring it. Yet what happens when we open the closet, right? We find out that the monster was actually just a broom, not exactly pretty, but not terrifying either. The more we look into our darkness, the easier it is for us to deal with it. Remember, this is an ongoing process we're in. We are building a relationship to life that is rich, fulfilling, and kind. Getting honest with your blind spots and the things you can use to cope will allow you to walk through the world doing less harm to yourself and to others. Okay, guys, today's food for thought is from Peter T. McIntyre, and it's confidence comes not from always being right, but from not being afraid to be wrong. As always, it is such a joy to create this content for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you took a moment and left a review on iTunes. Thanks for being here, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.